What's going on, everyone? Um, welcome back to the Brushback Baseball Podcast for episode nine. Um, it is a cold and rainy day here in Southern California. Um, our whole week, I, I feel like we we are in a different part of the country because the forecast, if you pull it up, is literally rain every single day for a week, which is kind of unusual. And I love how you say sixty five is cold, but. Sorry, it's all gray and, and rainy. Well, we've had some days that have been... We had a day last week that got up to the upper 80s. Or it was either last week or the week before. And now we're back to gray. Yeah, that's the weird part is it it got up... It doesn't usually change 20 degrees unless you have like Santa Ana's and then they in like September, October, and then it just gets cold. Besides that, it stays like 72, 68, 76. So yeah, yeah that we're pretty spoiled. For sure. So, um, because of that, I think it'd be great to, to cover weather stuff with you today, but, um, let's get started with something else. Yeah, go ahead. Go we, had ahead. A, we had a big change this weekend. We made it, you know, we advanced level to the, uh, major leagues of baseball podcasts. Yeah. So Tyler worked hard with a designer this week and came out with a new logo and that is, uh, we both like it. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't do really any work. I just I just asked <laughs> just the guy to guy. do it. So, by the way, big thumbs up to Fiverr yes. for uh, for having a lot of great designers and stuff. If you this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> if you have design work you want to have done, because I have a separate thing I'm doing right now, that um, Fiverr is great for that kind of stuff. So, uh, hope everybody enjoys the podcast or the uh, logo, and then. Um, we're going to start coming out with merch. Yeah. If you, if you saw episode eight, you probably noticed we uh, changed all the, all the, we have our logo now, um, on all the pretty much everything that we're putting out. So, um, yeah, uh, it was kind of, we were doing, I, we got it done right as I was posting all the stuff for episode eight. So it worked out perfect. I figured I'd squeeze it in there. Yeah. It, 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 I, you know, I think hats first. So yeah, yeah. What we were, we were saying is we're going to have, um, you know, we, we want to look a little more official and, and have some, have some of our own merch. So yeah, we're going to start, start pretty small, but just do some hats, maybe some tumblers or mugs or something, and then maybe t-shirts and stickers. So maybe if anybody wants to give us feedback to what they actually want, then we're happy to, to kind of make that. I, uh, I'm kind of sad though. I, I really loved all the hard work I put in with the Step Brothers baseball podcast, uh, design took me 12 seconds to do but well that's what made it so good though was just seeing the block cut out of like your <laughs> i wonder how many people that you know we I, actually you know right when we launched the podcast and started it you know it i was looking back on all of our the analytics on the podcast and our episode one is like our the it still has the most not 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 just for it being out the longest but like it it has the most like so like really quickly and it was all I, don't, I, don't, I think it was probably maybe some of the the logo i think <laughs> people were looking work. at it and were like had to click on it i mean I, gave him some clickbait i did that kind of as a joke at first and then it was so intentionally unintentionally bad that it just worked it, i think it hit our personalities on that just perfectly too so uh sad we'll bring it up at some point maybe that should be our, our personal shirts yeah just like, a front big old front portrait picture no, of i think like it'd that. actually be better if you had a t-shirt with my face and i had a t-shirt with your face 
and uh, uh, it'll look good. Yeah. So. Anyways, hopefully somebody likes what we bring out. And yeah. Let us know if you guys want to see something too. Yeah, for sure. So why don't we get started with weather? Because you know it's drizzling outside and and it's a little bit tough. I'm sure there's a few accidents out out on the road because people in SoCal can't drive in the rain. No, and it, not even rain, like drizzle. Yeah. You know, and you get the excuse with oil slicking the the roads. Just people can't drive. Yeah. So why don't we start with kind of some of the weather stuff you did? Let's talk about the mental aspect of it. Let's talk about some probably you you were in Iowa and you saw Florida and how those two were way different. So this is kind of a few different things. So where what did you see first? Well, I've seen I mean, I guess a little bit of it all. I mean, even going back into college, um, you know, we had some early early season games like in in early March where we went on a road trip and played in Nebraska in Lincoln. And I remember it being like 20 degrees with like 20 mile an hour winds. And it was like, not, not snow, but like, you know, I I don't know what the name for it, but it was like freezing rain, basically like the whole game with the wind. Um, and the, the, our whole weekend series was, was like that. So getting into those, I mean, I've, I've been there and then obviously at the other end of the spectrum, you know, you get baseball seems to be played, in like the most hot and humid places ever. I mean, Florida, Florida. and I'm talking like, you know, in, in the, in the summer, you know, mostly like the worst times is like from seems like July or August, July, August, September seem to be like the worst months for the humidity. I would, I would have to think there's some guys on some teams that go from the Florida state league to the Texas league and they just get no break. It's just, the worst of the worst. Well, with the Texas League too. When I played there, I mean, it's it obviously Texas is big, so it's like you get anybody f- who from like the eastern portion or the middle of the eastern. It's kind of more humid, and then you, like the further west you get. We also played in like Midland, and I can't remember the other. There's another team, um, but it was more of like that dry heat. And for me, I loved playing in the dry thing because I, you know, being out west here in California, we're used to more of a dry heat, right? Or you know it heat but then like you know we played a lot of a lot of games in arizona too so i just liked the dry heat and that's what i grew up used to but all the guys that i you know also was playing against um in the minor leagues that were from the south and everything they wanted the humidity they hated that dry when we went on those road trips so what did the latin players like humid because you think you know the dominican Dominican, puerto rico you know they're they're used to that so i think when and in a lot of the times you're out in you know florida um it's pretty familiar for for a lot of those guys. Right. So but what was the longest rain delay you had? I mean, it was probably somewhere in the over two hours or something like that. Maybe, maybe longer. And when was it before the game? Was it uh, as you were going out? Was it during the game? I, you know, I, I can't remember specific, like how like specific times for how long they were. I just, cause as soon as you're in a rain delay, it's like, I've, I've had everything, you know, from, leading into it knowing and then we started in a delay where it's like you go through your your pregame warm-ups and your routine knowing weather is coming but then and, and so you have your delay and, and everything gets pushed just gets pushed back until they see a window i've seen you start the game and then you have the the rain coming and you get pulled off the field and then it becomes like a 
are you going to, you know, the, the field crew comes out and they're checking the weather and it's like, a, well, how long are they going to come off? Is this going to be a quick thing? Do we they put the tarp on? So it's kind of just a whole like waiting game, you know, and it's kind of tough as a player because you're obviously like, you know, we, we kind of want off days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes you're really kind of thankful for some rainouts. The thing is, though, you just want to know and hear about, hear it and know it early, so that way you can kind of get out of there and actually enjoy yes. some downtime. It's not knowing that's probably uh-huh. Uh-huh. the worst on the brain. Yeah, and, and it's funny I, I say that, and so you know, let's say we're on the field and we get pulled off, and everybody goes into the clubhouse, and you know, it's like, okay, this is going to be a more you know a longer delay. Um, everybody's in the clubhouse, and usually you're just kind of relaxing, playing cards, or doing something. Um, hanging out with the guys and, but everybody's on their phone looking and becoming a weatherman and everybody's looking at the radar. Junior meteorologists. Yeah. I don't know if you, that's maybe that's why Mike Trout's, you know, he loves being, he loves weather so much. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) he, um, I was going to say, I don't know if you're a fan of Kirby enthusiasm. There's this great episode where, uh, I, I haven't seen. Okay. Larry, uh, David, uh, believes that there's this conspiracy by the weatherman to say that it's going to be rain out the next day so that he can get so that the weatherman can get better golf times. I, you know, so I, I that's what I'm thinking when, uh, when people are looking at that, but, uh, it, it, yeah, it's just, it's, it's funny as a, as a ball player, because there's so many times where, uh, also here's a funny, here's a funny perspective too, because, you know, as a player, sometimes you're really wanting them to just call the game right you know. There's times, but then everybody from the front office, like the general manager will be out there talking with the field crew and everybody from the, you know, the, the front office and everybody, they all want to get the game to go on. Cause they want to get, you know, concession, um, money. They want to, you know, you know, get the most money they can out. Obviously it's a business. Right. So their, their, their incentive is to actually keep the game going and you get the, all the players are like, just fucking bang the game. <laughs> like, let's go home. And like, uh, it's just, it's so funny. You kind of have that like little battle and ultimately like, you know, the front office usually has the players needs and their safety in mind or should. Right. But, um, I have a story when I was coaching. I, so right when I got done playing, I don't think I've told, I haven't told anybody this yet, but, um, or at least on the, on the podcast, um, right when I got done playing, I went and started coaching. Um, I, I wanted to be a coach. So I coached in the Northwoods league, which is a collegiate, um, summer wood bat league. Um, and it's kind of all throughout like the Midwest, like, um, a lot of teams in, let's see, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, um, Indiana, or kind of around that area. So, um, it, it's a really good tester league for, or getting guys ready for, college players ready for the minor leagues and the lifestyle and the, the bus trips and all that stuff and playing every day. Right. So it's a, it's a really good league. Um, and I was the, I was the hitting coach for the battle Creek bombers out in Michigan. And we had a rain delay one time at our place. And it was one of those things where like it rained so hard and they like didn't have time to like get the tarp out, you know, things pop up really quick in the Midwest. So they, the field crew didn't do a good job getting the field, getting it covered. So, there was just puddles everywhere and it was just a disaster. The whole front office was trying to push to get this game played. Like no matter what we had no like play. This didn't like matter for like playoffs or anything. They just wanted to get like concessions, concessions and all of it. 
and they were pushing and they kept us there for, that was probably the longest rain delay I've probably had actually. I don't know how long, but they kept us there for so long and find it like the players are starting to yell. Us coaches were like, let's like, we, we would go sit what there and talk to them. Well, you know, for a while, it's if like the manager says, no, we're what we were. We were having this battle. I remember the, the guy who our head coach, um, the good buddy of mine, Rob Robinson, you know, usually, usually they're, they'll take, you know, they'll talk, they'll have the both head coaches from each team come and talk and just say, you know, they obviously are looking for the player safety, you know? So we're saying, you know, both coaches are like, no, we need to call this game. Like, let's just go home. And the whole time they're like, yeah, you know, maybe we can get this, we can get this thing done. We can play. And, uh, it, it just got to, it, it was funny to see that kind of side of it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the business. But I was, I was, I was pretty pissed at the time. Well, I'm sure uh, nobody wants to, first of all, I'm sure the conditions were terrible and nobody wants to play bad. in. Yeah. And nobody wants to play basically in mud. You're an infielder too. You yeah. just, it's just, you're not going to be, no, nobody's going to want to see that. No. Did it ever get so bad? You, you change uniforms, right? If, 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 if you're on the field and it starts raining pretty hard, you have a rain delay change up, right? Well, I mean, you don't really have like a backup Jersey. Oh, you don't? No, you have like one jersey for each, you know, I don't know. You have like three or four different jerseys hanging in your locker, but they're all like different. Oh, okay. So you can't really change your jersey. You're just kind of stuck. Sucks. I do. I do remember that some guys in like longer delays would take their like wet, you know, we'd be out in the rain and be wet. They'd either take their jersey off or something like that and then Throw have to the go. Well, yes, yes. That was a thing. But I've also seen guys just take it off and then just put it right straight back on. I'm like, that is the most uncomfortable thing ever. That's the worst feeling uh-huh. to me. Like, I'm either just gonna stay in it the whole time, or if it's a long enough delay, like that's another thing. If you're we're being like weather guys, we're like, oh, we got we got time. Like, let's let's like throw being, it in there. Being in SoCal, you know, like the worst feeling to me, not that I do it that often, is is if you take off a rash guard and then you put it back on when it's cold and, oh. and it's cold out. Well, I'm a I'm a surfer. Um, I know I mentioned that like surfing's like my my next love next to baseball and you know so you, you, there's a lot of times where i've gone and surfed in the morning and then i'd go back out for an evening mm-hmm. session but i'd have i didn't have time to like hang my wetsuit or dry it or anything so you take this cold wet wetsuit and you got to put it back on but i'll do that every time to go out and surf well yeah if you love it you do yeah. it but it's still like the worst feeling uh-huh. like it is so try doing it when it's cold too yeah. Like in, in the winter here. Well, you know, when we have the dry heat, it's not so bad cause it, it'll dry itself, but yeah, that's so to, to have to do that with a baseball uniform, your, your pants and stuff. Ugh. That's awful. It's awful. But no, I mean, getting back to the weather, I mean, it's it, as a baseball player, you have to just be, uh, that's part of the thing is you just have to be ready to roll with whatever is going to happen. I mean, you can't control it. So most of the time it's like, just be ready to play regardless of what you think is going to happen because I've, do you think your perspective is different though? Uh, compared to let's say a pitcher and, and then for sure position players, I think it's completely different. I think for like bullpen guys, it's pretty easy because most their mindset is most of the time they're coming in later. So they, they, they actually are probably the best ones at dealing with this. Um, starters, it's different. If you're actually a starting that game, it totally kind of changes up everything. Cause obviously if you get, cold for too long, you're not going to go back out. So that kind of plays into it. Um, I think they would have to similarly mentally just be prepared to go back out there. Right. Um, and just see whatever the coach decides. 
um, position players, you just have to, that, that's where you really have to stay locked in and ready to go. Yeah. We get back to the mental aspect of the game and everything it takes, it takes into Well, yeah, because I did, um, I'll share one more story. Um, when I was in high A playing in Florida, you know, weather, you know, rain, rainstorms and pop up like that, you know, um, in Florida. And one time we, we were getting ready for a game and I don't think we, nobody really expected much rain, but all of a sudden, like the sky just turned black and we all looked, you pulled out our phone and it was like right about the time that we were supposed to head out for, um, to like stretch and get ready for like game time. So it's probably about like, you know, 20 minutes before game time. And we, the sky just turned black, just downpour, like hail everything. I mean, it was like really bad. And we pull out our phone. We just see this red blob and like, um, it, it's come, it's raining so hard. It's, it's, it, it's like crazy. All of us had opened the door. We look out and we're like, yeah, there's no way we're playing this game. And so we're called, we all kind of like sat back down in the, in the locker room. We were like, actually that time we were like playing games in the, in the locker room. I totally forgot Why? about this just until get just right now. Just get dressed. Well, we, yeah, I don't know. We were like totally just like <laughs> messing around, like playing, we were playing a game in the, in the locker room with a big, you know, whatever, a yoga ball. Okay. And we had like these small, like, I don't even know what this is. And, and I, I probably sound like an idiot re, retelling the story because <laughs> it was so stupid, but we were like playing a game, hitting that, and then like playing like a baseball game in the clubhouse <laughs> doing that during this rainout. Cause I think we were so like, oh yeah, it's not going to happen that game ended up happening like right after they, cause the field crew or whatever saw that coming, put out the tarp. And then the fields in Florida are so prepped for rain in, in, you know, and they drain so quickly that like we were playing that game. It was only like 30 minutes delayed and we were back out there. So I know personally, I was not ready to go out in that game. And I don't think I played well. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. This may be a weird question. Is the rain and rain delays different in Iowa, where you played, than they are in Florida? Like, uh, you you talked about Iowa, you know, stuff can come quickly, but you just talked about the red blob coming quickly in Florida. Yeah, I guess it's true. I, I think anywhere other than, like, the Western California, I guess, like, weather just pops up i don't know if it has to do with the humidity i have no idea but well not if it's in iowa yeah it, you know in socal it's like okay guys we're gonna have rain for three days and then we get a drizzle for like six hours mm -hmm. um so weather's not predictable at all but um yeah what i had the, the thing that was the hardest for me was playing in the cold though so like when i was in iowa when we first showed up i know i mentioned in nebraska when i was in college that that was a really tough series um, that was so cold that like I was, I, I had a hand warmer in my back pocket and I, I wore, um, a batting glove under my glove hand, which I hated. I hated that feeling, but my hands were so, it was so cold that like they would be numb just instantly. So like I had my, my batting glove on just to help. And then in between pitches, I was sticking my hand in my back pocket with the hand warmer and then I'd pull it out. I, I could see, uh, uh, Bauer accusing you of having pine tar on that, on that hand warmer. <laughs> Maybe um, I did. <laughs> Maybe you're throwing it to Garrett Cole after. Well, that. and I, I remember Garrett throwing that. He threw that Friday. We ended up winning that Friday, like one nothing, I think. And I think I actually had the game winning RBI or something. I actually got a hit that game. Uh, it was like a jam shot in 20 degree weather, just, which did not feel good. And I bet UCLA doesn't prep you guys. Like 
if you're in Nebraska, you know, they're prepping you guys for like 20 degree weather all the time. So they've got long sleeves. They've got the proper type of stuff to keep those players warm. Does he, I bet yeah. UCLA doesn't. Well, okay. I'm not going to no knock at UCLA, but like back then, this is like right as you know, UCLA is like a, a contender almost every year now. And they've been at home. You know, you know, a stable in Omaha for you know around the last ten years or so. Again, all because of you carrying That's last right. episode. We switched the, we turned the tides, but well, not not Garrett and Trevor, just you. Yeah, just me. Okay, just me. Yeah, everybody. Let's make that clear. It's just me. Okay, I'm the sole reason. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, some people might actually hear that and actually be like, think I'm being serious. Yeah, one asshole. Um, no. Anyways, so we but we didn't have like when I was playing like we weren't treated like a number one team in the nation or like a, a, an Omaha team where they're just like flooded with the best like equipment. We were almost kind of like just the stepchild over in the corner that like, like I remember like Easton and Adidas. So when you go to Omaha, like when you get there, I guess like most of like whoever your spot, your team sponsor is um, the brand, like if it's Nike Easton or whatever, they're going to send, they send like this package to all the players and the team of like the sickest newest gear of everything just to make, I mean, obviously it's on a big stage, so they want to promote their stuff. Right. And I remember like Easton and Adidas were like not prepped for us at all. Or like even expect, <laughs> they like sent us like the shittiest fucking equipment. Wait, this was ever, this looks like Cal State Fullerton clothes. It, oh my God. It was so bad. And we were like sitting there, like all these other teams were playing, like, you know, I think Florida state and like all these big yeah, I mean, schools and they're like, they were all like, oh, did you guys get some cool stuff from like, the thing? I'm like, no, like, our stuff sucks. Isn't that the worst feeling when you feel left out? Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the worst part was when we were, when we were at UCLA, too, you travel. When you're, when you're traveling, you have to wear, like, um, you know, you wear, like, travel gear together. Or it's, like, sometimes you wear, like, when we were going to a road trip or... Um, Same polo and khaki We'd wear, slides. like, khaki and a polo, which was fine. But on our return trip, we were always more like casual, but we still had to match and it had to be all. So we had like these jumpsuits in like the UCLA, <laughs> like they were like the swish pants. But you for... were like the Russian mob or something. Oh my God. It was the worst thing. I can't believe Adidas would have ever sent that stuff and think <laughs> that it looked okay. But for whatever reason, and they like the worst Adidas shoes that we, we looked so terrible. Is I want to what... try and find a picture because I remember just like thinking to myself, like, I would never wear this ever unless I, I would never be caught wearing any of this stuff unless I was forced to wear it with like the rest of the team. Do you find yourself averse to Adidas now in your regular life because of the honestly? Yes. <laughs> I wear, I wear new balance and under armor and some Nike, but yeah, I'm sorry, on Adidas. A, I'm on athletics. So I just wear Nike. Um, no, there's no reason for under armor. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's coming up though? K-Swiss. No. Weird. I, I don't think I could put any <laughs> K-Swiss on. But yeah, this is, so Adidas didn't do a good job. I, who do they use now? What a tangent. UCLA? We started from the weather and I went know. straight into branding. Branding. Yeah. I don't even know where I was going with that. Do they have better, who do they use now? Do you know? Now, yeah, the, the UCLA is still with Easton for bats and gloves and, and batting gloves and stuff, which all, or maybe not batting gloves, but it's all, it all is good stuff. Easton has good bats in college right. baseball. Um, gloves are okay, but um, they have Under Armour. They have signed the, the big deal with Under Armour, so their cleats are awesome. I remember Easton, it was so any, tough to get. You don't know any coaches get a, you know, get a set for yourself I, now? Actually, I'm going to say this. 
when I, I broke my foot, I've mentioned the, the year that I broke my foot when I was a junior Adidas shoes, the, the, the guy and I went to a specialist who built me like, um, a custom orthotic that I wore when I was rehabbing. He said, he goes, I specifically, he goes, Adidas is one of the worst shoes that you can do for your feet or for playing sports. He's like, they don't make them wide enough for you to be changing directions and support like your weight and pressure on the outside. He's like, so that's because when I rolled my foot and broke it, it's because I I rolled it. And he says that my, my Adidas shoe wasn't wide enough. You know, you're going to get us sued by Adidas and we're going to get shut down. So I hope everybody enjoys that. Or maybe I'll sue them. My (laughs) career was, was, (laughs) who is that? Wasn't there a player? Uh, that's, there was one that sued Derek Jeter, right? Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I know that guy, that guy's a winner. I played with that guy, Garrison Lassiter. Uh, This was a while ago. And I think it was actually right when we were starting the podcast and we, I, we didn't mention it for whatever reason. I think we forgot. I wanted to bring it up, but yeah, um, like a couple of months ago, Garrison Lassiter was a minor league player. Not that great. Just, you know. I mean, just an average minor going league player wasn't going. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I played with him when I was in high school at a high school showcase out in, it was out in Cape Cod, actually. The, the, the it was like a high school all American game. Um, cause I can't remember where he was from. I think like North Carolina or something like that, but he was kind of like a prospect at, at a high school, like a draft guy. And so I think he signed, no, he went to college. Um, anyways, yeah, so he decided to sue Derek Jeter for ruining his career, not allowing him. So he sued. Was he? I'm not sorry. He didn't sue Derek Jeter. He sued the Yankees for not giving him the opportunity. It's which like Josh Hamilton ridiculous. suing his Coke dealer yeah. for for ruining his career. That was a bad. I mean, it just made him look like an absolute idiot. And I guess I feel. I mean, I feel bad for the guy because I heard he's like whatever the signing bonus he got, he completely blew through it and like, was like living out of his car. And I think he had, he was, I guess, representing himself in the, in the, the case as his own lawyer. And I don't know. It's just a weird you know deal. They say a guy, a guy, uh, representing himself is, is a fool for a client. But, uh, <clears throat> anyways, good point. Old, old lawyer joke. Uh, not that I'm a lawyer. Um, so, what uh we were on branding deals how did, yeah how did we get here today we are just going wherever the, the wind the stormy wind outside is blowing us must be the weather yeah okay so let's go back to this cold weather thing i i have a question so are do you think part of it was intentional to have you guys play worse do you um, what what do you mean for the like? Do you think it was intentional to do it to the UCLA, you know, and have you less prepared? No, no, it's just that baseball wasn't ever. We weren't really that big of a name yet. We weren't that successful of a program, a baseball program. So we just didn't really get. So what'd you have to much. wear then? I mean, we all had like a regular like sleeve under sleeves, and then like you know we'd have long like cold gear compression stuff that like we didn't really have to wear honestly that much. Cause I always wore like a cutoff for and you guys wear masks, or but anything? no, for that, for that, se- that series. Yeah. I wore like, I think I doubled up on those, the sleeves, the compression sleeves. Cause it was so cold. I wore like long underwear under, um, which I had to, Adidas didn't provide. I had to use my, <laughs> had to use or buy my own. Um, but like, yeah. And the same thing we had guys wearing like those hood masks that like cover, you know, go, you're just, your eyes are exposed. 
But again, Adidas did not provide that. They had to go and buy that themselves. So just because, I mean, we weren't, and honestly, like I wouldn't expect Adidas to probably send that stuff out because you're, you're thinking UCLA is probably never going to have to use this stuff, but for road trips and stuff. Um, so we had that. Um, and then it was kind of funny because we had all the, you know, we're all Southern California guys and we go out there and we are freezing cold. And though our coaches the whole time were telling us like, I don't want to hear one thing about how cold it is. Like nobody talks about, uh, uh, talks about how cold it is. You guys have the mentality that you're going to be, you know, that we're out in the sun and we're back at home, you know, like, I don't want to hear it. And then, he's, so we're all probably like, like behind closed Vanderhoek. door. Yeah. Behind closed doors is like, Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. That's, that's how hooky was. But like, we weren't allowed to, would they get, they provided like big heaters uh-huh. in the, in those big heater blowers in the end of the dugout. Uh-huh. And like, we were not allowed to go by it. That was the <laughs> thing. Like nobody could go and stand by those or anywhere, cl- ever, anywhere close to it just because they're like, well, for, number one, they're like, you don't want to go out there after feeling that. And then just having the shock of being that cold. So Anyways, I don't know. Personally, I would have been like, sorry, coach, take me out. But okay, this is, mind you, the coldest I've ever been a part of. I mean, like I was saying, it was 20 degrees with 20 mile an hour winds and like some, I don't not not like some freezing rain. And um, the Nebraska guys were almost like showing us up because they're like, we're all from here. We're used to this crap. And they came out like a half of their team had like no sleeves on (laughs) and they were wearing just like normal. And they, and to their credit, they beat us that weekend. They beat us two games out of three. We lost on Sunday on it, my air. We were, had the game one had, I, if I just got this ground ball, routine ground ball threw him out. And then we ended up losing case of yips or a case of, uh, just being I booted the ball. I just booted the ball. Yeah. It was a, just booted the ball. But anyways, yeah, it, I, I remember that and just, <laughs> That was a long flight home. Isn't it funny the the psychology of it too? Just the Nebraska guys trying to show you up. Just uh, is just so much mental in baseball that even something simple like that can. I just remember being so embarrassed too because I Darren Erstad was their head coach, um, or maybe maybe at that point I don't, maybe he wasn't the head coach because I think he coached first, but he eventually became their head coach. Right. But I remember him coaching first base, and like that was a guy that I like idolized I don't yeah I loved watching him when I was an Angels fan growing up and there I did I, I go and I make a big air like that right in front right in front of him right there he's coaching first I'm playing second and I basically had like a ball go between my legs like right in front of him like oh. how it, changing subjects really quickly yeah who who do you think was a hard played harder Trout or Erstad? I I, I kind of I don't think anybody played harder than Erstad watching him um, I think, you know, Trout's obviously got a lot more talent, but I, yeah, I agree. I think, I think Erstad for sure, like the way played. he played and what made him good was like his max effort 100% of the time, almost like a David Eckstein. Like those guys literally took nothing for like granted. Kirk Gibson too was, uh-huh. there's, there's this kind of mentality. Was there anybody on UCLA that, that was kind of like that all the time? Yeah, I, in college, like everybody, we were programmed kind of to be that way every single time. So I would almost say like our whole team was pretty good about that. And I think that's what, um, I don't think the college game is necessarily like that now. I mean, I think it def, it definitely is. But I know that I know that from talking with a lot of guys who um, are, in, you know, in college baseball still, like uh, I have a lot of friends that are coaches. They've said that it's a, it's still, it's different from when we played. But back then, you know, 
it's a credit to like coach Vanderhoek um, who kind of conditioned us to all be that way. I think the pitchers were a little different, but as position players, like we had that just like grinder mentality, every single one of us. Yeah, I guess you have to so it made us a good team, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for weather. Yeah, I don't. Sorry, for everybody, if you followed along on that ride, we covered. I don't know how we got to on all those topics, but hey, I, I, <laughs> yeah, we should just title episode nine Tyler Story Time because that's what it basically was. Yeah, which I'm fine with. It's, it's. Uh, I think that's why we did this show in the first place. Was, you know, I've been a fan following the every business side of the baseball, and you know, when we talk to an agent, that's where I'm going to be all spiked up, kind of, kind of asking different business. Next kind week. Of, yeah. Uh, sides of that. Um, but having, hearing all the baseball side of the stories, cause I'll tell you, like, even when we're doing, we had practice yesterday and we're not going to have practice the rest of the week. But even when you're writing like little, little drills, um, from a, from a fundamental standpoint, I don't know what I'm doing, even teaching the little kids, the stuff, because you write down, like do this, but you know, am I supposed to start at second base and throw? So all the fundamental stuff is, eager to learn it but you know i i'm really interested in it so episode nine story time yeah yeah you guys get to listen to me (laughs) (laughs) which is fine like i said i'm entertained by it so that's you know that again that's why i think we did it yeah um well i think they've probably had enough of me talking let's get on to some baseball news of what's going on okay today is what march today is march 10th as we're recording this and um what happened a couple days ago, so, but I've, let's cover it now. Um, David's, one of David's pitchers from the Dodgers, Julio Urias. Urias. Sorry. You're from SoCal. You I should know. know how to I say know. Urias. Well, sometimes you don't know players to give like the actual correct pronunciation or just like more of like the English or like, you know, the, all right. The American. Julio Urias. <laughs> no, he, uh, one, he let one go. And uh, slipped out, hit Willie Calhoun in the jaw, broke, fractured his jaw. Um, so, former um, Dodger prospect was yeah. traded uh, in 2017 for U Darvish. That's how he got to Texas. Yeah, but had a little cup of coffee. Was trying to do whatever. I actually thought it was a brilliant move by the Dodgers. So when uh, Julio lets one go against Bregman to the head, he'll go, "What? I couldn't control it." You know, you're set. Always you, thinking two steps ahead. That's Andrew Friedman for you. Yep. Now, in all seriousness, uh, thoughts out to Willie Calhoun because that looked really bad. Yeah, that was terrible. And, you know. I just kept rewatching it. I, was just like, <laughs> I couldn't rewatch it. You're a well, sick man. Well, you see that. You watch it. It hit his face, but, like, his reaction like, was so just like. And then you watch his whole head jerk. It just. Ugh. Was. Did you ever get beamed in the helmet? I, I sure did. did. I did. Um, I actually went. Um, I've been. I've been like one serious guy. The guy was throwing ninety five, and in a ball, I was in Iowa, and it was one of those things. I was on eight, an absolute tear at the plate, and just absolutely crushing. And so I think they were trying to make me a little uncomfortable. The guy threw in, and it slipped, hit me in the head, and I have a bump it went somehow it like smashed the back of my helmet and like pressed it up against the, my something like you would think that the the helmet protects you enough, but I have a, like a bump still to this day on the back of my head. Yeah. Um, 
that I remember my trainer was like, Whoa, like, cause I immediately went down. Like I was just, I kind of like it, it hit me in the back of the head. And then I immediately was just like kind of dizzy. And then I just went down and, um, yeah, they pulled me off, had the whole concussion protocol back then. And then I was on the DL for like a week and was, was fine. But, um, that's yeah, scary. It, it, yeah. That one got me good. And I found out later. So I didn't know this, but I had a feeling they were kind of, they were throwing at me. And the, apparently through one of my family friends, they knew that picture or knew the, their family. And I guess they were talking about it like a year later or something. And I guess was he like said, I guess the, the guy, I don't remember his name, but was like, yeah, I was throwing at him there. We were planning on hitting him, hitting me to make mm-hmm. me uncomfortable. And I, he's like, I felt so sick about it after he's like, I didn't pitch. He's like, I never pitched like, I basically that ruined my career afterwards because I, I felt so bad. Yeah. You know, you, you look at it from both perspectives when you're a hitter, let's say, and you get that, um, you know, are you freaked out when you come back too? does it take a little bit mentally to get back? No, I, I, I don't know. I was okay. Like, cause I don't, you know, you don't go into an at bat like with getting hit in your mind. Right. You know? So, so if you come back, you, you didn't have any jitters for, I honestly didn't. I was more like just wanting to, I remember my first at bat actually back because, um, I got a jam shot hit off of Archie Bradley. <laughs> and another, another guy who needs to thank you. Yeah. So uh, uh, I was thinking more pitchers when they get hit on the mound on a, comeback, oh. on a comeback liner. Um, whether that messes with them too. I maybe you're so vulnerable. I don't know. I watched you, you see that. And yeah, that's, that's so scary. Um, cause that, I mean, balls are, there's one thing, you know, hitters are getting hit at, let's say a hundred miles an hour max, you know, right. But exit, exit velocities are higher, you know, if, like if 110, guy, 115 yeah. and, and you're in such a vulnerable position exactly when, when you're exerting in your whole and you're, you're is, really not expect uh, pitchers can probably say they'd probably admit this, but nobody's expecting it to come back at you. No, you know, you can land in the best, even if you're landing in the best spot, just reacting to something coming that quickly back at you is not really right. all that likely. So that's why anytime you see those comebackers and guys snag a ball, right. You know, as it's going, like it's that's just all just instinct. Co- yeah. Complete instinct. But no, it, I, I'm sure maybe there is a little bit, um, but it's like the chances of that happening again, you know, it's a pretty rare thing, but mm-hmm. gosh, I remember, um, Garrett when he was in double a and he got smoked in the face on one of his, like right back at him. He went down. I I remember being really worried uh, for, for him on that one, but he ended up making it back and just scary. That's those are the, those are the things in baseball that it's like, nobody wants to see that stuff, you know? No. And that other pitcher, he couldn't have been wanting to throw at your head. I mean, no, no, he was, he was trying to, I know that he was trying to hit me in the ribs. It slipped, you know, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's a, it's a dangerous game, you know? And it's changed too. I I remember there's a famous Don Drysdale quote where he said, look, I'm a fair guy. The pitcher, I get half of the plate and the hitter gets half of the plate. Problem is I'm not telling them which half they get. So, um, he was notorious for just drilling guys in the ribs all the time. Yeah. I mean, um, I, for me as a, as a, you got to do hitter, it to keep like, the hitter I, honest. I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think there are times when, because when you're locked as a hitter and you're locked in, in, in the box and there's times where you're that confident and you're seeing the ball that well, you know, 
and you're that comfortable, pitchers don't want you to be comfortable in the no. box. And I, I mean, maybe I'm kind of not, not a baseball purist, but like I understand and I get why pitchers would throw at somebody and make them uncomfortable. I mean, I, I went through that stretch. I think I was going off. I had had like that, that run. I don't know if we talked about this, but I went t- uh, 10 for 10. I went in a stretch and got 10 consecutive hits in an at bat. And I came home for that series. And that guy was throwing at me because it's like, Hey, let's, let's get this down. Cause I got to hit my first, that first at bat, I hit a double. Yeah. You know, the thing that scares me the most when I see a hitter get hit, uh, from a place on the body by far is the wrist. Uh, Justin Turner was out for like two months, like three years ago because he got hit in the wrist in spring training, got hit in the wrist this weekend in spring. So, okay. I thank God. I've never, I never got hit on the hand or the wrist or any of that. I don't know if it's the way that I always wonder that because I see guys get hit. If you get a fracture right oh, yeah. here. Oh yeah. And I was always worried too. Cause I had, um, I have wrist surgery. I have a screw right here. And I remember thinking like the whole time, like my hands are exposed. And if I ever, one of those times, like, you know, backed off and it just squared me up, like part of that screw head is like visible almost. So like if I, if I squared up right there, mm-hmm. it would hurt so bad, but um, yeah, I never got hit there ever. Lucky guy. I know. Cause I look at, I, I think it must be the way that I, w- my stance was and like how I just reacted to the ball. Cause there's so many small bones right there that, you know, it could affect you probably for the rest of the season yeah. and you've got to rotate your wrists. All for the sure. For sure. Yeah. So it, it's crazy. Hopefully crazy. best to, to June Calhoun, which is his username on oh, really? Twitter and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well then let's, uh, let's move on to, um, something you were kind of more, you brought up to me, um, was the no reporters, um, kind of step into the, in the clubhouse stemming from this coronavirus going around. Yeah. In case uh, people haven't heard out there, apparently there's this virus that's taken over the news and they're the ones touching their face and spreading (laughs) this thing. Yeah. It's the reporters getting up in the, in the people's faces, just touching them. Um, it's look, Players have wanted distance from reporters for a long time. And one of the great things about baseball has been the close interaction with reporters. Um, it, it helps, again, the business side of baseball uh, getting different you know, viewpoints and stuff. And uh, I just think it's wrong. Uh, like, what's a reporter going to do? What what contact does, does a reporter, like, go to? go to the airport and like rub down on people from Wuhan as they're coming back. No, they're just, you know, they're at the field at the clubhouse. They're not sitting in the stands for the most part, like in the middle of big stuff. They're in the camera well or something like that. I think this stuff is just getting blown out of proportion. The whole thing with, with uh, coronavirus is getting blown out of proportion. And this is one of the things, and I hate to see as soon as the clubhouses, the ownership or, you know, management could separate the players from the reporters they're taking advantage of it and it's wrong yeah so personally i like all i i agree i mean it's good for baseball but i like seeing the stuff from the players i like their interviews you know yeah and they just i don't know the 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 teams have to just keep an open dialogue because that's really what the fans get if not you know you get more insular insulated uh from from everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's about, I think everything that we had to, to cover in this episode, wish us well, but I wanted to ask something too. This is totally non-prompt. This is something I'd been thinking about, but I said, you know what? Let's ask this on the next episode. 
totally unrelated to anything we've been talking about or even brought up in the past. But I have this weird thought, you know, so, so you come up playing baseball and, and this, this has to do with baseballs at different levels. Like the baseballs are not the same in college, in the minor leagues and in the big leagues. They're all different. Like in college. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people know that. And I want to know why. What I guess if you, you didn't know that, but it, it's such it's for me as a player, it was so weird for me to think that you grow up. I mean, like big league balls, you grab them, they're different. They're they're the seams are are smaller and like seem t- almost tighter a little bit. And you you hear big league balls fly further, like they they're just they're wrapped tighter, so they they go further. They get more movement on like two seams and stuff. But like their curveball, like a minor league ball, the seams are slightly. I mean, it's a very small difference, Different. but you can tell when you pick up a ball. When you do and, it every and, day, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's like just small difference between like it, the, the difference between a big league ball and a minor league ball is slightly different. Actually, I have some. Maybe I'll show it. I'll, I'll grab them. We can show it. Sure. Um, and then like, but the college balls are really different. The seams are much like they're, they're much more raised. So you can throw a curveball. I remember like curveballs almost seem to be bigger. And so like Bowers curveball back in, in, in at UCLA was really, really heavy 12 to six. I mean, he throws a good one now, but like, think of it with just the seams raised just a little bit more to throw off of your, your grip off your finger a little bit more. Yeah, I think that'd be a, a more fun conversation but, with the pitcher, but, but I want to know why, why does that, why would we do that? Why wouldn't we just make it an even, make it an even ball across all the, I mean, I don't know. I would think of baseball as baseball. I mean, I, I have especially. Heard, I mean, college is one thing, but the I think the minor league ball and the major league ball should be exactly the same. Yeah, there for shouldn't sure. be any difference. Well, you know, you heard the story during the 2017 World Series with Verlander and everybody else. You were saying like the balls are juiced and stuff, right? Yeah, that the seams were were basically from what the regular major league baseball uh, seams are. That the playoff ones were even yeah. tighter. Yeah. Um. So he had that conspiracy theory. I don't know. If you want to do an investigative report, we can always do that. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't know if you had anything. But as a player, I don't I, I don't understand know. it. I don't know why. I don't know why it started. Who thought and said it would be a good idea? Like, you know what? Let's make the ball a little bit different. And you can't like, think with machining nowadays that they couldn't get it oh, exactly the same. Yeah, there's no there's no reason. Absolutely no reason. It's stupid. I guess that's so let's get that changed. All right. Should be an even playing field for at least in the minor leagues. College, I don't really. I mean, whatever. But right. it's just weird. It, it, you would think, you know. <laughs> Again, I didn't. I've never thought about it. So, so um, no, that was just my side side uh, side thought. I right. wanted to bring up. So but, bring out the baseballs next time, and we'll do a little segment. I I'm actually kind of interested, like on a future segment, to go do that. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I, I know I have some of each. How does it affect your knuckler? Okay. Yeah. So if anybody's, uh, I didn't even bring, we didn't even bring that up. Yeah. Hopefully uh, you guys liked my footage of throwing the knuckleball. I was going to throw yesterday after practice, but we didn't have time. So um, no, I'm still, I'm still on it. I had, my wife has not heard, so um, we haven't talked about it any further, (laughs) but um, I'm still, I'm still ready to go. (laughs) I'm still going to work on it. So I'll be ready. I'm going to stay mentally ready for spring, spring training 2021. All right. There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that wraps it up for, uh, episode nine, but thank you guys for listening, uh, on YouTube, please give us a like and a subscribe. 
um, and promote it anywhere that you can. If you're listening on other platforms, uh, we really appreciate it. And we're going to keep you guys posted with, um, you know, with our merch stuff, but please let us know if there's stuff that you would want to see. Um, so hopefully we, one of these episodes pretty soon, we can be rocking some of our own gear. We are our own best customers. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a good one, guys.